This is First Words with Reverend Matthew Waite. This is the official podcast of First Lutheran Culver City. It's a podcast that helps us to consider what it means to do the work of God's kingdom. My daughter gets a little screen time during the day in which she plays an educational video game, ABC Mouse. I had the opportunity to watch her interact with the game where she had to correctly identify the first letter of a word. Each time she identified a correct letter, she would be rewarded with a special animation and a celebratory noise. But all I could think was, just wait until you beat your first boss in Mario Brothers. Then you'll really be excited. That excitement is what I want to linger on today. Though not the excitement of winning a video game, rather excitement about the gospel. As a pastor, I've had the opportunity to see students go through confirmation and first communion. I remember one student in particular who seemed to have grasped what was happening at communion, that she was experiencing Christ's grace in a unique and miraculous way when she received the bread and wine. She had a distinct look of wonder and joy. But after a year or so, that look of wonder was gone. The excitement had faded. I don't think she is unique in this. I think for a lot of people, we go through a period of incredible joy and excitement for the gospel and participating in the life of the church that eventually yields to more of a duty or rote ritual. I'm not saying we stop believing or even stop enjoying, but it often becomes more humdrum over time. It's as if the gospel becomes flat or even uninteresting. I believe part of the issue lies with leadership in the church. We may fall into a pattern of focusing exclusively on the idea of an eventual spiritual salvation. We shorten the gospel to, Jesus died for you, you will be with him in eternity, rather than the breadth of the gospel message in which Jesus' kingdom impacts all of creation right now. I also believe that our lackluster response to the glory of the gospel is not only the fault of church leadership, but often we as participants in the gospel let it get crowded out. Our lives are frenetic, our schedules insane, and our minds overcrowded. It seems that the gospel doesn't always compete well for our attention. I'm not saying the gospel should be flashy or that we should dress it up. This is the opposite of what I'm saying. The gospel doesn't need to be supersized or rebranded. It is exciting as is. What we need to do as leaders and Christians is better understand the scope of the gospel. It is amazing already. God sent his only son so that we could be redeemed and made whole. He fills us with his Holy Spirit and equips us to be agents of his grace, a people who live in a way that brings the kingdom to this earth as we explore art, science, challenge injustice, and love one another. The gospel can and does transform people, communities, and the world for the better. The gospel promises that in the darkest of days and hours, Christ has not given up and will come again to restore all things to the way they should be. We remember that the bread and wine that is Jesus' body and blood given as gift, as gospel, is only a foretaste of a much greater feast to come. The wonder and joy that accompanies the experience of first taking the bread and wine is to grow and envelop us as we prayerfully reflect on what it means to be a creature of God in his creation and a disciple of Christ in his kingdom. And that is way more exciting than making a digital plumber beat a dinosaur. So what's the fix? To borrow an old trope, I think the first step is to admit we have a problem. We need to critically evaluate our lives and consider if the gospel is at the center of who we are and how we behave, or if it's just another slice of the pie graph that we allocate X percentage of our time and attention to. Be honest. How often do you reflect on the grace of God? And how often do you consider how that grace should inform the things you do on a daily basis? 
How often do you pause to consider the fact that God truly does care about you and the rest of the world enough that he sacrificed himself that we might experience that life right now? Now, I don't expect that the gospel will have the same chemical reaction in our brain as beating Bowser, but part of that is that the excitement of the gospel is supposed to be a constant in our lives. It isn't just an occasional high, rather it is something that is with us always and influences everything we do. The joy of the gospel is fundamentally different from beating Bowser, which is experienced only in fleeting moments. The gospel brings an excitement that constantly flows because we are made new in Christ. It calls us to strive toward the expectation and hope of a restored creation. This is the heart of our identity, a spirit-filled imagination of how much better this world can and will be through Christ. And with our imaginations wandering through possibilities for the world restored in and by Christ, we find our hope, our joy, our excitement. We all need to continue taking steps in our lives to ground ourselves in the joy and work of the gospel. What are the things you do right now that further ground you in the joy of Christ? What are the things you do that may distract and negatively impact your understanding and excitement of the gospel? How often do you engage in conversations with others about the work of the gospel in your neighborhoods and places of work? Keep thinking, keep processing, and keep growing in your faithfulness. That's it for today's episode of First Words. Be sure to click subscribe so that you don't miss this, the official podcast of First Lutheran Culver City.